0: Well, hey there, Uh, welcome to another episode of Sauna Talk in the summer of 2020. And this is the podcast that is most often recorded on the sauna bench. And it's certainly about sauna uh, and all of its components and elements. Uh, But we are doing this via Zoom for obvious reasons in the time of Corona and this pandemic. And it's allowing us to reach people You know, much farther uh, afield, and um, sure, we'd like to be uh, you know together on the sauna bench, but we are you know together in spirit, together with you in spirit, in this time. And uh, anyone, uh, and this this guest, uh, super excited. You know, anyone lucky enough to have a hard copy of, Mikel Allen's 1978 book Sweat, knows that it is a journey into the various sweat bathing practices and traditions from all over the world. And throughout his book, um, we join Mikkel into uh, uh, the depths of a Mayan temascal, a Russian Banya, a Japanese Mushuburu, a Native American sweat lodge, and of course, a Finnish sauna, amongst other cultural sweat tradition practices. And throughout his global journey, Mikkel gained an understanding of the common human experience, the communal experience, and the experience of getting clean uh, through sweat. And in my words, the ability to feel and say, ah, when water is tossed on hot rocks to create steam. So as a young world traveler, Mikkel put it all together. He was able to connect the dots of these different sweat practices, and it has helped us come to the realization that we as humans share a special bond of sweat practices and we aren't really all that different as a species. So fast forward to 2019, and Mikkel was deep into another form of world travel. He and his film crew began revisiting these places and sweat traditions around the world for his documentary called Perfect Sweat. The documentary is currently in edit mode and has been halted by corona, with a couple episodes still to go. So we have the pleasure today to visit with Mikkel in his homeland in Norway, Uh, At his homestead, outside, on his deck, overlooking a majestic river uh, and the source of his cold plunges between sauna rounds. So though Mikkel and family live in San Francisco, he has had the good fortune to be able to spend his summers in Norway. Uh, And during this crazy year of 2020, he's able to squeeze his way out of the U.S. and over to Norway. We'll hear about being in lockdown uh, at home during Corona. It, it was a safety hazard for Mikkel. And we'll hear about Mikkel's daily routine, which includes healing, hiking, and of course, sauna. Uh, only someone of Mikkel's background and perspective is able to share a very clear picture of not only where we are at, at, uh, at a relative time, you know, during this current pandemic, and how it relates to gathering and sweating on the sauna bench. There is something in our history that is quite relevant, and I'm pleased to be able to share you Mikkel's observation and parallels uh, during this interview and from his words. Mikkel Allen is our first returning guest to Sauna Talk. We have had the Iceman Wim Hof on Sauna Talk, We've had the seminal sauna researcher, Yari Laukinen, on Sauna Talk. We've had the author, Scott Carney, and the backyard acrobat, Steve Friedrichs, on Sauna Talk. And now, for the second time, I am pleased to introduce Mikhail Allen, our guest, for this episode of Sauna Talk. This episode of Sauna Talk is sponsored by Lampa Manufacturing from Tower, Minnesota. Lampa Manufacturing, the mastermind behind the Kuma Sauna Stove Products, is a small family-owned company that believes in always making the best units they know how and continues striving to make them better and safer. Sauna Times offers a wide selection of Kuma products for all your authentic sauna building needs. My history goes back at least 25 years. I've owned two Kuma stoves, uh, that I bought new, uh, one in 1996, the other in 2003, and both are running as well, uh, as the day I purchased them. They are built like tanks and they produce the best heat that I've ever experienced, um, I'm very pleased to partner with Lampa Manufacturing as an authorized distributor for the products. And they can be ordered on saunatimes.com. You look at the top and the shop button and we're very happy to provide these wonderful sauna stoves for you. Uh, Another personal note I'd like to share is I had the good fortune to have Daryl Lampa on the podcast. Uh, You can uh, search Sound of Times podcast, um, and you'll hear from probably one of the top experts in the world about uh, wood burning uh, and the process of it the clean burning, the efficient burning, sustainable uh, heat source. Uh, so, check it out and welcome to this episode of Sound of So yeah, here we are in the time of Corona. I mean, it's just uh, you know, you, with technology, we're able to turn you know a problem, not being able to sit with Mikel and into an opportunity. Is uh, I feel like I'm with you, Mikkel, right now. What a gorgeous background uh, for listeners. Uh, let us know where you are and and what's over your right and left shoulder.
1: Well, I'm sitting in our backyard in Norway, and it's a, a nice backyard as you can see. Is a river and forest behind me and it's uh, just a little bit of a cloudy day, but mostly beautiful.
0: Yeah, yeah, fabulous. How long have you been in Norway now?
1: Oof, well, this has been a strange year, Glenn. <laughs> um, normally we spend summers here, uh, but I couldn't even leave San Francisco until July. All the airlines were were shut down or not flying so we've only been here since july
0: mm-hmm. and where a typical summer is all all summer in norway for you yeah yeah it's yeah. a beautiful
1: place to be in the summer
0: i i can imagine uh, you know i'm on the in the north uh, in northern minnesota for the last 25 years well 30 years uh, you know we would uh, bring our two boys and come up north and uh, and spend time at our island cabin so you know we're kindred spirits in that it's really a special thing to be in nature especially in summer with the long days and, and beautiful mm. nights. And, and so I, I feel it. And so mm. summer's waning, but still warm, right?
1: Yeah, it's waning. Yeah. yeah. You can feel it going fast now.
0: Yes. Yes. And, and uh, it's also been a strange year for, uh, you know, beyond the obvious reasons you, you had a, some surgery, how are you feeling and, and what happened? I know it's not a, no, a noble incident, right? <laughs> but go ahead. Tell, tell us how you're doing no i'm great i'm great i just i
1: did a stupid thing uh it's really dangerous to stay at home i found i i travel a lot as you know glenn and staying at home over a period of time it's not a good idea i fell down some stairs and broke my leg right and it's just that was back in june but now i'm 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 almost as good as new now so yeah i had a great great surgeon who did a really good repair job and uh yeah, I'm okay now. It's just it's a like I said, it's a weird year.
0: I, I hear you. Yeah. So in the world of Mikkel, he could travel the world and and be healthy, healthy as can be, but put him at home and he's going to find a way to in, injure himself.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah. Hey, was uh, was sauna involved in any of your healing and and um, you know with hot and cold? Did it, were you partaking in sauna? Did you notice anything about um, how you got well and, and what, what oh, maybe t- what was your protocol?
1: That's a great question Glenn. You know, at first it was very frustrating because I have a big heavy cast on uh for the first month or 6 weeks and I couldn't you know I had to take um uh what do you call it? you know uh, sponge shower bath. Shower, a towel baths. <laughs> there's there's another name for it but I won't Yeah,
0: say uh, uh, we either. say sponge bath, a sponge okay, bath. Okay, sponge bath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a sponge yeah. bath.
1: So that was very frustrating but when that cast came off and i was able to take hot baths and alternate that with cold i felt there was a huge change at least in my psychological state now we've or i think we've talked about this but i don't have a sauna in san francisco i don't have my own sauna Um, i'm a really big public bath guy you know that and um, all the public baths closed down well all over the world and that caught me off guard because I had hardly any way to do a good sweat Um, and for your special sauna day I (laughs) which was great by the way it was a great idea and very successful I actually put together a a portable what I call trail sweat in my backyard and heated up the Weber and Fired up some rocks. Okay, it was a lot of work for a little bit of sweat. So it wasn't until I got here, back in in Norway, where we have a really beautifully newly renovated sauna in our in our backyard here, that I was able to explore the heat and the cold. And I, well, I, you know, I swear by it. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the most healthy things you can do um, is alternate heat and cold and i'm sure my, the reason i'm well i'm not dancing but i'm i'm walking 5 miles a day mm. uh, one of the reasons i think is because i have this this great tool in my you know at my fingertip which is heat and cold
0: beautiful <clears throat> what percent were you was was your um leg back to normal when you first started to sauna um in, in norway like were you well on the mend or or soon your calf, cast thereafter or well, I oh, had to get the cast. Way. Once,
1: once the cast was off, uh, you know, I could, I could limp around. Um, mm. So I was, I was in the limping around stage when I jumped in my sauna here.
0: Oh, and I, I, the reason why I ask is, uh, again, a lot of this is intuitive. I mean, I'm not going to go break my leg to experience uh, how well <laughs> one can heal with hot and cold, but just intuitively speaking, I mean, there's times where, like, I'll come off a mountain bike ride and, and, and a, you know. Twisted a knee, or you know, done some whatever, and it's a, it's a, it's amazing the the incremental healing uh, aspect. It, it sort of puts much like with a cold, like you know, when I'm feeling a cold coming on, you know, that people say, oh, does does uh, the sauna cure your cold? And I, I'll say, well, you know, first of all, if I'm feeling a cold coming on, when I go sauna, it almost seems like it puts it in warp speed. Like I I can blow through whatever intention that cold had and and get it done in a matter of hours instead of days or even a week. So it seems like it, it for me anyway. A lot of this is sort of warp speed healing. Um, can you relate? And that is that how your leg kind of felt?
1: Uh, totally. And it's not only that. It's so much of healing is a state of mind, as you know. And with me, if I don't have regular sweats, uh, I'm I can get depressed pretty easy. I, and a lot of you, know, you can explain it scientifically through the. Uh, endorphins that are created when your body's under sh- the heat stress. Um, so for me, feeling better and and knowing that I'm, uh you know that that I'm doing something good for my body. But more than that, it's just I feel better. Yeah, I'm sure that contributes a lot to healing and mm-hmm. and moving things along.
0: Beautiful. There are sure. other
1: there are other things, of course, as you know, physiologically your, you know, your body is. Um, Uh, reacting to the heat so your circulation is increased there's a there's a lot of things that are going on physiologically that we can explain but i think at the end of the day feeling good and being happy you know there's nothing
0: like it yeah beautiful well said so when you take your five mile walk um do you have the sauna stove on idle like coming up to temp (laughs) or is that like tell us your normal you know your sauna routine like these days in norway Uh, and and as it involves your exercise and time of day and just kind of roll it out, like what a typical day in the life of Mikkel and Sauna looks like.
1: Boy, you're the man to talk to about this. Uh, Yeah, no, I have my routine. Right behind me, there's a wonderful trail uh, that goes all along the river. So I I do my walk beforehand. Of course, I fire up the, uh, I have a Harvey electric stove. Uh, We used to have a wood-burning stove here and I love wood-burning stoves, but the building that we put the sauna in is a really old building. And it's just, the sauna is just part of the building. And I I just don't want to burn down the building. Mm. I've seen in Finland too many buildings have burned down because of wood-burning stoves. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, we have an electric stove, which allows us to, um, you can um, set a timer and it'll fire up so it'll be hot by the time you, you get back. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to use, uh, and it works really well.
0: Beautiful. Yeah, I can relate to that. There's something just um, <clears throat> very flowy about exercise than sauna. Um, and I, what I notice, like whether it's in Minneapolis or up at our island cabin, is uh, it just seems to be like peanut butter and jelly, you know, or just one of these naturally two things going together so well. And, and especially... And, and, you know, the weather's been so great and I'm sure in Norway too, but I don't know about you, but do you, do you like myself, do you look forward to kind of a crappy day when you're maybe (laughs) hiking out there and you come back drenched and kind of chilled knowing you have a sauna ready for you?
1: yeah of course i mean we, you know winter coming you can feel it right now too right right uh, and yeah i've got the sauna going um sure the minute i see any kind uh, of you know, dip in the temperature and clouds yeah, fire that yeah. sucker up but you know i like it most people don't understand this but on a really hot day mm-hmm. i like the sauna too i'm uh yeah. i i believe it goes it, it works uh to keep you cool mm-hmm. in the heat and warm you up in the cold it's, right on uh, man
0: well said anyway it, Beautiful. Hey, can we talk? uh, Shifting gears a little bit. I want to talk about the Salt Project, um, and Mm. how. uh, And I also we're going to lead into um, the series too. I mean, that's kind of the main thing. And if it's okay, I'll let you take the order of it. Uh, You know, maybe for (laughs) listeners, we're going to dive into these two topics. Which one do you want to talk first?
1: Well, there everything everything is interconnected. We can talk about the towels. I just are you called the Salt Project? I just pulled that down, so that's really fresh Good. in my mind right Please. now.
0: Yeah, tell listeners like kind of really the chronology of that, you know, just from an, what is SALT, the idea of it, and then the as this thing flowed, if, if you could.
1: Brilliant. So SALT is it's in Oslo, Norway, and it's a uh, art project, a giant art project that uh, went up oh, several years ago in an empty lot right near the um, Opera House, which is a beautiful location and what, it came down from the north where it originated. And one of the things that they d- do up north is they have these uh, salt drying racks that are shaped like pyramids. And that became kind of the defining uh, symbol or image for this art project. They built this huge, uh, huge, huge uh, pyramid, uh, fish drying rack.
0: Right. And, and, it, and uh, just, to, just to interject, it's an icon of Norway, these, uh, these racks, these drying racks for cod. Um, I just hey. had to throw that in there, very oh, yeah. iconic.
1: Oh yeah, the the dry cod, sure. Uh, so so anyway, so I was visiting them. They also built a bunch of um, Batstu, as it's called in Norwegian Batstua, which is a Norwegian word for sauna, or the Norwegian name for the sweat bath. And they had built several public Batstus on this uh, art project, um, uh, this location, and they were really popular. Uh, and I was walking there to we were filming there actually. We were doing the series, uh, the Perfect Sweat series. and I walked by that pyramid and I just can only I could just imagine covering the thing with with um, <laughs> with used towels uh, from all over the world. And I thought, what a great way to to uh, to uh, you know talk about salt because obviously sweat is mostly salt and water. Uh, and also just uh, the the idea, of, um, well, you know, bringing all these, these, this energy, this healing wellness energy from people um, from Japan to Turkey to Minneapolis to Mexico and put them all kind of in this, in this form, this, uh, this drying rack form. And then I found this great technique where you can print photographs on towels. It's a German company that does it. So I, combined that the towels that were um, collected and thank you by the way for your help collecting them uh, bathers uh, sweat on the towels I know that sounds Gingy. yeah pre corona um, <laughs> yeah uh, post corona doesn't sound so right good. but anyway we so sweat is pretty clean by the way you <laughs> well hmm. we don't have to go into that no that's uh, true but keep going it yeah. is you don't pass disease for sweat but yeah. anyway so people use the towels and they they either wrote their name on them or they drew some art on them. So these really became kind of objects that were combined with my own photographs that were printed on towels. And these were hung on this fish drying rack in February. And this is pre-corona and uh, well, I was just starting then. Mm -hmm. And it was uh, was just uh, so beautiful to see all these 500 towels hanging on this giant rack. Uh, we had a big opening ceremony, and uh, it was it was uh, really well received. And then, as you know, uh, things the world changed in February, <laughs> middle mm-hmm. end of February, and um, yeah, so yeah, so Norway salt, shut down.
0: Right, Norway shut down salt. Yeah. Uh, which could you say that then that salt is a uh, public sauna uh, destination? Is that or, there? I know there's more to it. There's stages and this and that, but sauna is a big part of, of the the installation or the place, right?
1: Sure. It's an art installation in that there's, they have concerts there, they show movies, there's food, um, there's lectures, and there's at least two or three public baths that are a really big part of the, of the installation that are open to the public and very popular. And they shut down. Um, Every, everything shut down. So the towels were there, and um, you know they. I'm happy. I'm happy they were there. I'm just. I kind of wish more people could have gotten into Norway because Norway shut its borders down too. Right. Exactly. And nobody was even allowed in. So a lot of Norwegians saw those towels, but Mm. (laughs) not that many. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, a,
0: a, a beautiful and metaphorical, and on a lot of levels. And I don't need to share or state some of the obvious, but just to bring these. You know, it's a unifying thing. You know, and I often say, you know, heat is heat and cold is so uh, egalitarian, you know, it doesn't matter what country you are or even what method of sweat bathing you're, you're undertaking. And I think, you know, yeah. if I could just project a, a little bit of that, uh, the Towel Project, um, what a cool thing. I mean, towels from all over the world expressing the the, the egalitarian nature of, of what you and I love so much.
1: And the essence, the, 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 it was important to me that, that these were used towels. and I. I know that sounds, again, maybe a little strange, but it was really important. There was an essence that was contained in every one of those towels, not only the the signature of the user or maybe some artwork, but on some other level, there's an essence of someone there as well. So we took down the exhibit or took down the towels last week uh, and I've I've got them all bundled up and they're um, I keep thinking there's you know there's got to be another pl- venue someplace around the world that these tells can appear in, so we'll just wait for chapter two on that one
0: thank you beautiful um let's a perfect sweat um if for uh, I could summarize it, but I'd love to hear it from you uh, the chronology dating back to uh <clears throat> this common bond that you and I have also about traveling around the world as a as a young call it college student if you could take listeners um quickly through, or, or just succinctly through, the brand. I mean, I, for lack of a better word, your your history behind this from the from the book and leading up to the series. It, we, we, I hope you you don't mind, but we'd love to hear it from you.
1: No, that's fine. That's fine, Glenn. It is um, it is kind of a, it's a fairy tale in some ways. Um, when I was young, and that was a while ago now, back in the 70s, uh, I spent three years traveling all over the world in search of Sweat bathing, and um, I think I'm the first one that kind of connected the dots uh, that uh, this this idea of of sitting in a hot room and and producing sweat uh, was universal. It wasn't just something that happened in Finland or in Turkey or Russia. It happens in Japan. It happens with Native Americans. It happens with in Mexico, with the Aztecs and the Mayans. And in fact, it seems to be kind of a a universal human phenomena to subject your body to heat and and produce sweat. So I wrote this book. It was aptly called Sweat and it came out in 78, right before the AIDS epidemic. So I'm familiar with what happens with epidemics and my my projects. Um, And uh, it it went on and kind of went out to the world. Uh, in those days it was different things didn't get out in the world the same way they do now so but it it was a book and it contained all these ideas and all these places that i had visited and it kind of grew legs and was became evergreen and uh, many 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 years later i got an email from a producer in seattle saying he'd like to turn the what i did for sweat into a tv series so for the last, well, three or four years now, we've been recreating my, my journey around the world and going back and revisiting these places from Finland to Russia, to Turkey, Japan, and doing episodes um, on each one of those cultures. Beautiful. And right now, just to kind of bring you up to date, we have uh, seven episodes that we've shot that are in the can. They're being, uh, they're in post-production. We had a couple more that we were all set to work on in uh, this spring and early summer. And we just, we went to a full stop on that, as everything did. Right. I mean, we just stopped. And um, right now, the series is in post-production. We don't have a, a definite distributor. And that 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 frustrates me. But I have to... I have to accept that these times are different, difficult right now. <laughs> yes. I, it's different. It's a different time. And I, I like to think that we'll, we'll get back to normal. We'll no, get, no question. And, and, and when it does, get, we'll, you know, we'll get that show out there and
0: Beautiful. make it available. Great. Thank, thank you for that update. Um, <clears throat> so the, the series, um, as you traveled around to these six different uh, countries, uh, sweat bathing cultures, did you notice any change? Uh, uh, you know, the 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 circularity of this uh, being a, you know in your uh, in the nineteen seventies, you know, n- decades um, have changed. Anything different? I mean, I'm sure the world is completely different. I mean, people probably you know with their iPhones between you know cool in cool downs you know maybe or whatever. I mean, there's some there, there's some technological differences I'm sure. But what did you notice that was different in some of these uh, cultures from a sweat Bathing perspective, Um, or or, you know, maybe it would even be better if there was nothing different. Uh, uh, Does anything come to mind as things being different? Oh,
1: oh, there's a huge difference. Back back in the 70s, it was like a like a really thin soup. In other words, there was uh, Finland. Of course, the sound has always been popular, but but even in Finland, there were there were public baths were were closing. Um, The bath itself was was always part of the culture, but It was a there wasn't a passion. And what I guess what I'm trying to say is what I found now, all these years later, 45 years later, is a is a kind of a rekindled, rekindled passion, because I think there's a time bathing is is cyclical, there's times when bathing uh, is is popular. uh, And there's times when it's not. Uh, And back in the 70s, it was like a thin soup, it was there the flavor was there but not the it wasn't robust and it wasn't strong and powerful and now in the in the 21st century I, I don't know how to describe it other than it's just phenomenal interest in this type of bathing all over the world. Um, it, even in Japan, which w- is a, a big bathing culture, and it always has been. But now the passion for the for the Finnish sauna in Japan is just over the top. Uh, yep. It's just phenomenal what, with the young people. It's mostly young people mm-hmm. that are carrying this torch. but. Uh, I'm blown away by by how passionate people are for for bathing now, and mm. I didn't see that in the '70s.
0: I bet, yes, and I love the metaphor of thin soup versus ri- call it rich soup, maybe like a, today is a rich soup. The the right. other overlying element too is this <clears throat> um, uh, this this. I, I love how how innovation can happen. Call this innovation the you know in se- seemingly in separate countries or separate cultures, but this sort of commonality to it. Um, and there, there's, there's no better, well, I have two examples, you know, sure, like I call it sauna in the public domain. I mean, this idea of uh, I, uh, butts on the bench, you know, like uh, go to a website, $25, 25 euros, uh, and these, these entrepreneurial pop-up um, uh, uh, visions, um, enterprises. Um, here in america to see these being popping up it, the metaphor for me is the craft brewing industry where sure it started in the northwest and seattle and stuff but once people tasted good good beer uh or, or felt the culture of a brew pub or whatever it is in north america specifically it seems to have really um uh uh, uh kind of just blown up, for lack of a better word, um, mm. independently. And and people creating really cool vibes, like good heat, good experiences. And something that's very dear to you, Mikkel, is like the idea of a, of a social gathering. Mm. So, I mean, I, I haven't felt this around the world, like you had the, you know, good fortune of revisiting, but I've sure uh, felt it here, just in my mm. own country of America.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, I hear what you're saying. I think, I think we're really longing for authentic experiences. We're longing for social experiences that have some kind of meaning other than just you know drinking or whatever, um, partying or uh, superficial things. I think I think the bath people recognize that there's many levels to it. I just think there's a time. It's and you know it's a stressful time, uh, and and now with the coronavirus, we know that we know that underlying health conditions are one of the first things you watch out for in terms of vulnerability to the virus mm-hmm. so i think people it's kind of it was already there before but i think it's going to even be more so that people are really concerned about about their health yeah, um, yeah. All, all these things we're just we're reaching kind of a tipping point of what we can handle in terms of uh, being out of balance and the world being out of balance, the stresses that people are feeling, and when we come down, when it comes down to it, and you've heard me say this before, and I keep saying it, I, I find very few human activities that under one roof satisfy the social, the spiritual, and and the um, and, and the physical mm-hmm. in, under one roof to be able to have this powerful, powerful thing happen with, under with those three categories. And There's and not I, many human yes, activities I, to do that.
0: Right, and i <clears throat> I remember us you know chatting on that and 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 you have been racking your brain and, and reaching for parallels is it Is it still only one in your mind like the idea of uh of sharing down at a at a dinner table and communing yeah. in that sense, or have you have you reached another example or are we still in a company of one like no, uh, getting together Mm
1: -hmm. there's a couple things people have brought up eating as you said uh also sports sometimes Mm -hmm. people bring up sports but that can be selective and who can do what you know so yeah well if i could
0: just riff on that one sports is watching sports is passive so that i would i would cancel that off the list where dining together is active and you know sauna or sweating together is an active thing but if you're engaging in sports together, yeah, I, I think there's a dynam- dynamic yeah. there. That's, yeah. and, and we'd like to kind of maybe find a few of these, a collection of a few of these, where uh, uh, all, all the dynamics are are being realized. And and sports is a good one too. Like when you think about volleyball, like some sometimes you, you get together and and you know these these clubs or whatever, and and you don't know who your teammates are going to be, and that's much like the public yeah. sweat experience. You don't know really who. It's a mashup of who's in the on the in the bench at the same time and who's cooling down, and who who you run into, kind of a thing. So it's a randomness right. element.
1: Yeah, sports is a little more complicated. But you know, remember, Glenn, that you know when you have when when you have a hammer in your hand, everything looks like a nail. Uh, and, <laughs> and I'm I am definitely sweat centric so
0: that's
1: full disclosure on my part I, that's how i see it i see it everywhere
0: and, and everything yeah. and uh i well can't you, help myself well man i i'm with you and this is what's so beautiful about this uh, i guess you could call it a community I, I know many listening are in that same camp um i, I i'm <laughs> the same way and and i i don't try to do it i mean i find myself you know i've been taking solo saunas quite a bit, you know, since the time of Corona. <clears throat> and, you know, sometimes you catch yourself. Where, where's your mind at that moment? And, mm-hmm. and my mind so often drifts over to sauna, like sauna mm-hmm. building, you know, sauna activation. You know, should I move the bench over here? Oh, this is mm-hmm. so great. I should write a post about how great the cold is with the heat <laughs> and all this, all this. I just like, am I insane? <laughs> I mean, everything <laughs> is a nail. Everything is a nail. I hear I could totally relate. <laughs> well well said um okay so so um let's talk about uh you know call it the the big nail the the uh, the big nail in the room if you will the biggest hammer or whatever (laughs) this this time we're living um can you share a little bit more you touched on it about you you've lived this before the aids epidemic um Uh. can you share for especially those younger listening like you know perhaps some 30 year old has invested Literally, his, his you know his career into maybe he or she into building a sauna and you know a website and looking to bring their community together and bringing this mobile sauna to say brew pubs and stuff and they're they're pulling their hair out and they you know these are younger people that don't have a perspective or a comparative um, um, uh, p- a pandemic in history but you, you so succinctly bring up the AIDS epidemic you were young the book sweat had just come out. I'm there's no specific question here, but you know where I'm going. Can you see? Yeah, the, I got little... you.
1: I can definitely rift off that. Um, I many times over the years, people have come to me wanting to make public saunas or mobile saunas or or Turkish baths or, you know, I, I kind of. Given given advice over many years uh, to many people and I always, always say one of the things you have to watch out for is a pandemic or epidemic. It will come and it will affect your business. I always tell people that. And I say that shouldn't stop you Uh, because historically this this has been going on as long as, probably as long as recorded history. Certainly the Roman times, uh, the baths were periodically closed down because of cholera or other uh, outbreaks of disease. But they always come back and i think i think we had a conversation once glenn and, and i said well you know Disneyland's going to come back too and we're going to go back to disneyland um and we are going to we're going to go back to restaurants and we are going to go back to offices you know even though people talk about you know work at home people want to be with each other people want uh, social connections as it's, it's we're hardwired that's who we are um disease and has been Around as long as you know we've been around as a species, so um, this is going to happen. And one of the things, if you're if you're doing a business, uh, you you just have to make a plan. You have to have that in your mind. And uh, you know there's there's things you can do. Like there there are people that are pivoting all the time. I was mentioning Salt. Salt closed down in Oslo. They had to. They were shut down. But what did they do during that time? i was just shocked when i went back uh, a few weeks ago they had totally renovated the place they had they had uh, improved the saunas the, the bustas, they'd done some work there uh, they'd used that time to 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 make everything so much nicer and they've also built in social distancing too that was part of the their renovation projects so these are people that didn't panic or freeze or anything to that, which I can understand that too. You know, <laughs> there is that moment when you go, "Oh God, it's all over. The world is it's over. Forget it. I'm done." But you don't have to do that. Um, in terms of business, uh, there's I, I've, I've said this before. During some of the, um, um, I think it was in the Middle Ages, the the baths that were shut down turned into bakeries because they had the ovens. Uh, they pivoted and of course they were sued by the baker's union because they didn't appreciate these upstart bathhouses getting into their business um it's going to happen and it's going to happen again and we need to we need to understand that now what i've thought when this happened and i was in san francisco without a sauna was I gotta get a I gotta get a private sauna in my right? And I'm the guy that's always saying, forget making your own making your own private sauna, get the public saunas. Well, now I'm the guy that says do both. <laughs> that's right. Because I I I was desperate without yeah. a sauna. Amen. I was desperate. It was really bad. I get and, it. And and I kept thinking, okay, well next time I'm gonna be more
0: prepared. Yeah, I I, I hear it. So this is uh, this is a parallel for you. I mean. Um, the book comes out, sweat, and then the AIDS, AIDS pandemic. And then yeah. the, the series gets, uh, the, the, the perfect sweat, the, you know, the, the series gets halted by uh, Corona. So you, you're jinxed.
1: It's my fault. Oh my <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's
0: right. You did it to us, Mikel. But, uh, the, you know, the, we need this perspective. And, I, and pe- you know, quite seriously on this one, people really uh, I, I appreciate you making that connection because uh younger people don't have the history of time and haven't seen this um and there is a direct parallel i mean i remember aids when the aids thing was at its height uh all i remember hot tubs specifically you know it just shut shut down it was more of a hot tub thing because sauna really wasn't as we know sauna now
1: it was coming it was coming. Yeah,
0: yeah, right, right, but it was hot tubs overnight. They were even removed from um YMCAs and stuff, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the, the 70s was, uh, in fact, my publisher of the sweat book was who wrote, had the he published the first hot tubs book. that has been credited with starting that craze in the 70s. Uh, yeah, the hot tub, we, my swimming pool, my swimming hall, the public bath that I used to swim at, shut down because uh, the lifeguard had got AIDS and died literally within a few days. And at that time, we didn't know what the transmission mechanism was for aids we really we had no idea we didn't know if we if we touched somebody we would get it and the, the parallels are in in it's very similar to what's going on now in that you know at the very beginning of the coronavirus we we're all totally panicked right we didn't even know how, we didn't know the transmission mechanism then remember where we think washing your hands is really important but now we know it's mostly respiratory it comes through the sprain and saliva uh, it's very hard to get it through contact uh, anyway we know a lot more now and, and and i think as we know more we're going to get smarter and smarter and smarter and that's what happened with aids as well we just got smarter and smarter and smarter and learn um, and that comes with that comes with science by the way that comes with facts and knowledge not rumors and and right made up
0: things right on yeah the plug good.
1: for for that
0: no um, well said
1: and i and I think what we're gonna do now, it, it, there's, there's similarities to the AIDS crisis, but there's also similarities to the, to the pandemic of 1918, the so-called Spanish flu. And that's a little bit scarier, because the scary part of that particular time was the second wave. And the second wave uh, came in October, September, October, November, after a spring uh, outbreak. I'm afraid you know if we're going to follow that if we're going to parallel that one we're we're in for some another rocky rocky road Understood. In, the, in the fall
0: I hear you and what's your what's your plan um, are you going to stay in Norway do you think you're going to come back I would stay here, but my wife had to go
1: back last week. For she's a teacher, so she has to go back to teach. She tried to teach from here, but the nine-hour time difference mm-hmm. killed her. She two in the morning. She just yeah. couldn't do it. Right on. So she's back there, and I just I, I, I'm going to probably go back in a few weeks, just because, you know, I want to be with my wife.
0: So. Right on. No, I hear you, and it's your life. I mean, San Francisco is as much a part of you as Norway, isn't it? but I'd rather be here right now. <laughs> oh man, I hear you. I know. This is one of the, you said this is a very unique year and that's so obvious, but i tell you one of the ways it's kind of unique for me is so we're on an island. And so uh, the this is actually one of the reasons why backyard sauna became such a big deal for me 25 years ago is that uh, our cabin is on an island. So we have this, what's called the shoulder seasons where I, I literally can't couldn't sauna because uh, the ice was either on the way out or on the way in. So no access. And I'm like scratching my head thinking, gosh, I love this sauna so much. So I replicated our cabin sauna in, in my backyard. And I, so I beat that one back. But this time of year, uh, or this year of 2020, um, I got up here a couple of days after the, the ice came out. And I've, uh, I've just been like, you know, because a lot of it's with the George Floyd thing, too, in our city of Minneapolis. But, you know, it's oh, just a it's just layers and layers of difficulty navigating around in a big city uh, with, with these people are afraid, you know, and they run around and you can feel the energy. But up here in nature, I just feel so blessed uh, and, and, and thankful that, you know, I made this commitment for us and for our family to have nature. Um, so it's much like yourself. You know, this is a time to celebrate nature in our our ability to not even pivot, but just appreciate it. So when the nights are starting to get colder, I have this thing in the back of my head, as much as I love it, is I know kind of it's going to be the end of of cabin life, much like you, much the end of Norway life. But hey, (laughs) first world problem, as they say, right?
1: Yeah. No, I I feel really lucky that I that we have a house here that we can come here and Norway there's they they actually have a there's a, a brain on the shoulder that's uh, the government that's done some really smart things to to kind of hold back they have very few cases and right they shut down very very quickly and you know like I said there was some intelligence behind the whole thing that we just aren't experiencing so much in America as you know.
0: Yeah, thank you. Let's talk uh, a little bit about, uh, let's geek out just for a minute and we can wrap up. If there's anything more you want to say, we can sure talk more, but I want to geek out with you a little bit about uh, good heat. You know, uh, perfect sweat, like in search of is I think a moniker of yours. And um, you know, it's one of those, it's like the arrow to the bullseye. I mean, it will never, if you only go halfway, it'll never touch. And much like searching for the the perfect sweat, uh, I think I'm on your wavelength, that it's an ongoing quest for you. Um, but in the spirit of that, how would you, and I'm putting you on the spot, but how would you define good heats? Like what does good heat mean to you? Okay. This is a, this is where I can
1: segue to my, to my renovated sauna that I have here now. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I got really excited when we were shooting one of the episodes in Sweden last summer. And, um uh, we were out in the uh, Swedish archipelago and we were interviewing a, an architect there by the name of Andreas Berenson. And he was, I just love the guy. I mean, the guy is just crazy, crazy architect, crazy Swedish architect. And I I, I challenged him. I said, would you, you know, would you renovate my uh, sauna at, at my house in Norway? And he said, sure, sure. And then I said, well, but this is what I want. And, th- and this ties into what you're asking about, perfect sweat. Um, and I said, I'm, I've just come from, well, I've oftentimes taken Native American sweats, where, there's a, where you're sitting in a kind of a, a, a dome shape, circular, non, non-rectangular um, shape. Uh, and there's a whole different feeling when you're in, or in an organic shape like that versus a hard rectangular shape which is very common with the Finnish and, or Scandinavian design, it, because it makes sense. I mean, it's so much easier to make rectangular design when you have planks of wood, right, which are straight. Um, and I said, what I want is I have a box, but I want it to feel like a cave. I want you to, to design this thing so that I'm entering it and I feel that I'm in an organic space, non-linear, or non, non-rectangular, non-linear so he goes okay (laughs) he kind of went back to the drawing board and came back a few months later with this amazing design that uses stacked studs that um i wish i could if we were if we were on video i could literally show it to you um they it gives this a a feeling that you're you're in like a beehive or something by the way that the studs are stacked they're they're all stacked together in, in kind of alternating um, heights and mm-hmm. it, it it may seem chaotic when I describe it to you, but when you're in it and the way it's designed your body just naturally fits in all these different compartments and I have to say there's something almost perfect about this mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that i I have i'm really happy with the way it came out the other thing is because there's so much wood in it there's so much thermal mass you know the theory behind one of the reasons the smoke sauna and i'm sure you your reader or your listeners know what i'm saying when i say the smoke sauna is kind of the cadillac of all finnish saunas is this this the old log cabin with a pile of rocks in it and people can't figure out or tried to figure out why it feels so good. One of the reasons is because there's so much thermal mass in the logs that when you go in, you're not just getting the heat from one source, not from the rocks or the fire, but you're getting this this kind of oven-like uh, effect. Uh, and it comes because you have a huge thermal mass. Because he made, uh, because the architect um, designed this with so much wood, this battery of, of uh, these stacked studs, you get almost the same feeling as you get into a smoke sound.
0: Mm-hmm. As you get when are, you're in a smoke. Sound. Are, are these are these stacked studs um, <clears throat> uh, bench components, or, or or wall integration, or both? They
1: are the the the, the benches. The part where you sit is is flat, uh, so there's not any kind of alternating. Uh, it's the same. The studs mm-hmm. are the same used, but but in the wall, but they're coming out of the walls. In in different
0: three D like yes exactly and yeah. the other benefit of that <clears throat> call it a benefit is yes it increases thermal mass um, but it also demasses the the space from a uh, a cube standpoint there's a lot of sensitivity as we build saunas to like okay yeah what are the dimensions that's one thing but what is the the cube what is the air what is the cubic air in a sauna and and there's a balance that's that's I won't say needed, but desired in that where some some spots and you, you know, to speak to the negative, uh, you and I have been in very terrible saunas like like at health health clubs or whatever that just have way too much cubic air relative to, you know, the key, the stove, uh, the walls and all that. So so it it gets very stale like. So I got to think part of this concept is to demass the room as well.
1: Yeah, well, you know, that the type of stove, and again, you know, we're getting really, you know, like you say, nerdy about this, but the stove itself makes a huge difference. <laughs> I happen to have one of the Harvey electric ones that has the, the basket filled with rocks so you don't, you know, a huge amount of, what is it, 80 kilos or something? it's mm-hmm. a huge mass of rocks. Mm-hmm. So when I go in, I'm not only getting the heat from the walls, but I'm getting the heat from the, well, from, primarily from the rocks, not from the heating coil or the Correct. heater itself. Yeah. So- I think those are all important components that differentiate it from the ones you're talking about right on and also yeah. ventilation you know we've yeah. talked about i mean ventilation yeah. ventilation ventilation. Yeah. you know to have, to have fresh air in there is is so important it's not an airtight airtight mm-hmm. box right you know? and that's another totally. reason the old smoke sounders were so nice is they had all these cracks in the walls and yeah you know air would, would come in freely and and move mm-hmm. around
0: and the the, the um, perfection I, 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 the the perfection from imperfection that we've experienced we've been yeah. in these older saunas and and uh, a few of them come to mind and you're like you know a sauna builder would just cringe you know but the heat is just so um, fabulous it, with the imperfection yeah
1: you know the other thing Glenn that I'm finding as I get older are you are you there i
0: think i'm right here yes okay i thought
1: you froze for a second um here's something that maybe your younger viewers won't necessarily relate to but when i was young i remember um the <laughs> the finnish sound of society back in the 50s this is when i wasn't even born but in the early 50s they used to advocate few, very high temperatures like 100 110 120 and that was like whoa this is what we need you have to have that by the time i got to the sauna society in the 70s they were already older men and they were all saying well 80s not bad
0: right that's right right <laughs>
1: and, and and so here i am you know getting up in my my own years and i'm i'm going in the sauna and i like it around 80 and yeah 80s I like it because maybe I have more time to I don't know. Or well, I take more time. I yes. take more
0: time. Well it's said. more
1: of a sensual experience for me. And this is what I love so much about the Turkish bath, the Turkish sweat bath, the hammam is that it's luxurious. It's sensuous. It's, it's not like, and sometimes I feel like when I'm up in a hot, uh, Scandinavian sauna or Basta, it feels a little bit like, slam, bam, thank you, ma'am, mm. you know, and, and, and that's so, you know, okay, that's fine. Uh, mm-hmm. That's one way of doing things. But I'm older and I kind of, go, I'm going more for the kind of the deeper, quieter, more sensual experiences. And, and, and my bat, my son, and now my bus too. Satisfies that it, yeah. it really gives me that. Uh,
0: well, it's not so a couple, a, I don't couple run it
1: up to hundred
0: right on. No, a couple of things to that. Like, I people often ask me, Oh, what temperature? What temperature? And, and first of all, on that question, it's just so how we are today, where everybody wants an answer like, Google it, what is the perfect sauna temp? I need to know the number, and they yeah. want that on their thermometer or on their app on their phone, and they want to do that for 20 minutes, and then they've had a good sauna round, and then they've done four rounds of 20s on push-ups and, uh, you know, creating this sort of almost, um, you know, regulation to sound, the process of sauna. So I, I I, don't like that for obvious reasons. But but I, what I do like, back to your point about, you know, the temperature is it's all about feeling, right? And I say, you know, what the best temperature for sauna is one in which you exit the hot room and your body is completely heated. Some, for some, it's eighty. For some, it's ninety. For some, it's a hundred. But but that's the, that's the essence where you're 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 heated uniformly from from inside out, outside in, and then you then the 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 opposite happens where you cool down. Well, how long is the cool down? Well, I, I think those sort of fairly new to the process, especially as we get toward the fall or whatever. If you're if you're outside and you feel that blast of wind or cool, you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, I got to go back in the sauna. That lake was freezing. Oh my God, I can't believe I did that. But it, it, again, the opposite here now is we want to be thinking about the core of our body and getting our body completely cooled, uh, at least to neutral, if not colder than neutral, and then, then hitting the hot room again. Either upper bench, lower bench, 80, 100. Uh, I, I find that that is the, is the essence of good sauna for, for me. Yeah, yeah, well said, well said. Yeah. yeah. How about how many rounds for you, or do you count your rounds, or do you, uh, cycles, uh, or do you just kind of roll with how you're feeling?
1: I, I, would, I would, I guess, I, again, I don't like being rigid about anything, but I, I can't, I don't think I've ever gone less than two. You know, it just seems like that's part of the cycle. I mean, the, the hot, the cold, the hot, and then a really slow, cool, that's kind of my baseline. Right and then if there's if there's a lot of if there's you know a social thing a lot of people and it's going on for a lot longer, then there's more in and out and more more sessions. Um, I have one thing that I have to say, Glenn. You know, now that we're not filming and I've been filming now almost nonstop for three years, mm. I can actually enjoy this. On this. I mean, oh my God! We yeah. were, we, you know, we at one point we were filming up in Finland at the uh, Mobile, Mobile sauna convention or conference or whatever yeah. they call it. Yeah, the festival. I think I did a, i think I did fifty. Yeah. 52 is in one day was,
0: I, I know brother i i know no. yeah yeah you know
1: that's too much I, yeah. I, I, now i can just i can just take my time now
0: yeah yeah and, and at your own pace when you know when at my own
1: pace oh yeah. god yes. well, well
0: yeah yeah one more thing on how many rounds and I, I i do have to rub this in a little bit about wood wood versus electric i let oh. i often will let the coals decide you know so in other words yeah. say i've done three or four three rounds or whatever yeah. and i'm i come up from the dock and i'm at that point of that wonderful point of equilibrium that you and that you know so well and then yeah. i can go either way in other words i i feel so great right now and then i yeah. you know with the solo sauna you're telling you're asking yourself the question hmm, should i go for another round well what i've found Mikel is is more, more times than not. I let the coals decide. I open it up and I say, Oh yeah, Mm -hmm. there's still plenty of coals left. And then I kind of get like childlike of, of, of euphoria. Like, Oh, I get to do another one. So I'll I'll pull the (laughs) coals forward, bring the damper up and kind of blast it out one more time. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, I guess the moral of that story is it's sort of sometimes it's nice to work with constraints, you know, Uh, that is so free flow, you know, our soundness can be so free.
1: No, I I think constraints are are great. I, I just had my cousin came up to me the other day, he works for the power company here. And he said, you know, with all the rain, uh, the electricity is basically free this year. Ah. So and I said, oh, you shouldn't have told me that. <laughs> uh-huh. I'm firing up that sauna every day now. Well, what does it mean? In? Yeah. But the converse to that would be, would be, you know, it's
0: really expensive. Turn that right. sucker off. Right, right. Yeah, you can only have two rounds because that, that, that <laughs> sauna cost you 35 euro. So back it down. Yeah, what, a, what an awful consequence that would be. Well, then I think you'd probably be forced into wood, wouldn't you, if, if electricity was high?
1: Yeah, but you remember right behind me is a river. I mean, this Norway's filled with these things and they're they're generating electricity all the time yeah. to the dam. So, you know, that but there's also a forest behind me too. So we have yeah. we have we have a lot of energy here and there's well, oil in do. the first thing.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of energy resources with the oil and, and money. I mean, you guys are doing great. I mean, you talk about a, a country that's got their act together fiscally, um, and even environmentally from that. I mean, I know I know there's a lot of irony to uh, you know oil in the North Sea and stuff but um, if yeah. there, if there 's a country that 's mm-hmm. uh, you know really you, you know you guys Norway's really sensitive to the environment, and that 's that 's something we all need isn 't
1: it Norwegians love nature and they they just really honor it. I know it is ironic that the wealth comes from the North Sea oil, but there's also they 've long been very much an energy producing companies country through the through the hydroelectric hydroelectric and also the forests. they manage forests very yeah. well here yeah well good it's a pretty special place to be i i actually love yeah. it
0: well when i when i found out that you were on your way to norway i was ecstatic for you because I, I i you know we've been in touch and stuff and i, I knew about your leg and, and and you know san francisco hasn't been the greatest uh of cities uh, uh like minneapolis you know with the social unrest and stuff and i was just ah I was so happy for you to know that you you got on a plane heroically and got got to your homeland. Uh, super happy for you.
1: Well, I, I thank you. Thank you. It was a challenge to get here. They, they, the planes weren't flying, and my leg was broken. And but I I, I just want to kind of dial it back a little bit on San Francisco. as a city I love. We managed. I think we managed in that city. We managed the virus we are continuing to manage the virus as good or better than a lot of places. Uh, really, it really shut down before anybody else. Um, I think the AIDS crisis really did was mm-hmm. like a warm up. Mm-hmm. And I've really, really been pained to see what's going on in Minneapolis and say, you know, in your neck of the woods, That, that just, it just is torn in my heart because that's just such a special place. And Mm -hmm. the people are so wonderful there and to see all that violence.
0: I know, man, I know, you know, know it's, yeah, you know, it's sort of like uh, another We, you and I always kind of reaching for metaphors and I I have to bring this one into the fold. It's like our, uh, our social fields have been allowed to lie fallow and yet, you know, I can feel some really beautiful budding, um, fruit, you know, some fruit trees growing here. And what, what I'm going with this metaphor is you and I have had this discussion about you coming to Minneapolis and how we would just love to, to host you, you know, and love to have you come to town. And, and, and so we're going to keep nurturing this thought, uh, this intention. And, you know, there'll be a day where this is, you know, travel's going to be great again and safe again. And uh, we're going to come out of this really rocking. And uh, I, I just am really excited to hang out with you and, and take some freeform sauna together.
1: Glenn, I just, I got to rift off that, too, because I think you're absolutely right. This is going to pass. It will pass. We And I think what will come out of it is maybe, hopefully, in America, people will start seeing what we're doing and what we've learned to do uh, is not something as a, as luxurious or some kind of a privilege, but it's essential. Mm-hmm. It, it's a public health issue that people mm-hmm. take care of themselves and take yeah. care of their bodies. and right. and uh, and we know we have we 're sitting on the gold mine here, and we 're just trying to we 're trying to let other people know that and it 's right. frustrating, frankly, especially in America, because people just don 't they don 't get it and and it 's really frustrating Thank you. i know. And i hope, I hope now. Hope now when people start seeing that, you know, like we talked about earlier, that health is, is really what is so important in these times when 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 there's a viruses like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna be enough just to have uh, have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, mm-hmm. it, it's not gonna be one thing, but <laughs> for sure staying healthy is 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 gonna be way at right the top of the list.
0: Right, right on. Now now you've provoked me. I, you've poked the bear and I, I have to ask. <laughs> Uh, what is the expression um, that you shared with Risto, uh, the president of the International Sauna Association about saunas in America as a percent? Oh, Come on, scary. let's just lay it out here. Do, no, do you know where no. I'm going?
1: I, I don't, I don't even, you know, uh, In
0: America, uh, X percent of the saunas are bad. <laughs> oh, Remember that one? Do, oh, are you yeah, comfortable well, with it? Yeah, yeah, I'm comfortable. Although you guys are doing a lot in Minneapolis. changes Well, the well let's, let's state the, in fairness, um, you know, you know what I'm, asking you to recite, right? The expression? I think
1: it's something about, about you know, the ones that are here are pretty bad. I don't remember what I okay.
0: said. Okay, I think, we, well, Risto told me this uh, when we were at the Finnish Sauna Society. We, <laughs> we, we, your, your name came up in great light, of course. And, and, and I think the line as it goes, and please correct me, and, and the context of the line was maybe uh, the, this line that you said was probably 20 years ago, and, and you said, oh yeah, in America, 80% of the saunas are bad and the other 20% are worse.
1: Yeah, I think I said that. But <laughs> but it's getting better, Glenn. Come on, know, man. you know, you guys are doing a lot. I, I love what you're doing out there. I can't tell you how it just warms my heart. I just love you guys. I love you so much.
0: Right on, man. And yeah, uh, yeah. I'm just,
1: you're, it's going to, you're spreading all the stuff, you, the good stuff you're doing there is 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 spreading all around.
0: And, yeah. and you just guys, yeah. keep it up. Keep Thanks. it up. It's Thanks, man. But, you know, just to drill into that. And again, you, you've poked the bear. And I just want to say that, like, What's been so frustrating for me in America is that what people think of as sauna is, is anything but, and, you know, it, it, the, the, as one climbs the ladder to good sauna, I mean, the, the bottom rungs are, are just terrible. Uh, and uh, you know, whether it's a public, you know, a YMCA quote unquote sauna with really stale air and don't throw water on the rocks and mm-hmm. someone in there with all their gym gear, you know, doing, doing push-ups on the low bench and just a <laughs> terrible public vibe. And then even in the, in the private world, these, these really lame ass toaster oven saunas like wedged into some closet, you know, off, of, off, of, off of a living room with, again, no ventilation and no thermal mass, no heat. And I'm just like pulling my hair out because like yourself to experience really good heat uh, in, in, in the country of origin and then, and then to experience that and not just the mechanics of the good heat, but the culture that comes with it. And the goodness of you know leaving the cell phone in the locker room or or leaving all mm-hmm. that behind and and, and the non rigidity of it. I mean, as I came back to America as a young college student and brought and I brought that passion with me, and to see this bastardization of good sauna uh, and, and the proliferation of bad sauna, I, I just you know I, I just want to get on top of a mountain and scream. <laughs> <laughs> so so and you're again, doing it. I am. I started sauna times with that, with that, with that kind of, um, you know, gun to the back of my head, it's like do something positive. And so I continue to wave the flag of, of good heat and what good sauna really is and the cultural elements behind it. So you poked the bear, you got me all fired up with that. And, uh, and, and I have yeah. to credit you with that line. It would, it, it meant so much to me to know that I'm not alone, you know, uh. for you to make that observation, um and it was just it went so in such a beautiful way too with humor behind it uh i want to thank you for it because you've been a great influence for me let's make sure we change this i I never have to say that again no well we are we are one sound at a time and and yeah (laughs) and we'll date we you know in fairness that that expression needs to be date stamped because it it really was a provocation to do this to make better i always put i often we'll draw the craft brewing analogy and we're making better beer now you know we've, <laughs> we we know what craft beer tastes like and you know the quality and made it from the heart um, you know as art you know good sauna is art much like making a good beer for, you know uh, in this craft brewing revolution and it's something that's ready and ripe. Uh, the time is now and uh, it's just exciting to be part of it
1: that's great that's so and you're,
0: you're you're the mentor Oh, you've you're been so a mentor
1: you're so kind. You're so yeah. kind. Thank you. I, I right. really I so much enjoy talking to you and all the guys out there, the 612 Society, yeah. everybody. It's right so, on. really, a, it's, a, it's a cool place to be.
0: Yes, it is, brother. So any final words to listeners of Sonotalk? Talk? I asked all, all these sort of common questions on our first Sauna Talk episode about, you know, if you could bring a mobile song anywhere and, you know, if you could sauna with anybody and, and this and that. These, are, these, these questions do not need to be asked to you again, because those questions are to bring out the, um, the, the spirit of sauna, the, the sanctity of, of what you and I love. So, so do you want to share any final word to listeners of sauna talk about, um, uh, about sauna or your life or any, anything come to mind? Any final words? The only thing now is that since we can't
1: film um, I'm enjoying the saunas, <laughs> just taking my time. I'm also working on a new book, finally. Uh, and it's going it, to, it'll be a sequel to Sweat. But it won't be Sweat. It'll be, um, I think, beautifully designed, beautifully illustrated. And it'll, it'll draw on all my new experiences and new knowledge from the last three years traveling uh, for perfect Sweat. And um, I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be my way of expressing a lot of my personal feelings that I didn't. I probably was too young to really do that in sweat. So I'm excited about that. And also just reminding people that you know this too shall pass. We, these moment, these hard times we're in now will pass, and we will be meeting again in the sauna. It will happen. It's 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 just it's just a matter of time. And in the meanwhile, you know. There's other things to be done.
0: Lovely, <laughs> yeah. Mikhail. Thank you for your, your, what you're doing. You know, I feel so close to you. You know, thanks to technology, we we're able to share this, and uh, I, I I feel I'm with you in spirit. So we will have a virtual sauna together today. Uh, and and I'm thinking of you, brother. It was really wonderful to visit.
1: Thanks so much, Glenn.
0: Take care, Mikhail.